Welcome everyone to the next episode of the Send Nutrition Podcast with your host Brian and Peter today and this is episode 82 and we're going to talk about horse muscle fiber types and how to influence them in your training and nutrition especially from pony club to endurance to even the thoroughbred racehorse. How are you Peter? Brian I'm, I'm feeling a bit down actually my my ego has been severely bruised um, there there was a, a thread or a post somewhere on the on the Aussie Horse Nutrition, and, and, and we got called schmucks. <laughs> it's not one of those one in a thousand non-Zen fans out there. I want to know what I did wrong, and I haven't had a schmuck since year 12. <laughs> she could have called you something worse, I guess. I, I agree. It's no. a nice censored version, but yeah. I'm just joking, Brian. Sort of water off the duck's back. I'm not sure sort of what, what was there, but... Um, we, I think we came across by accident and I, just, I thought it was pretty funny, yeah, so I thought I'd mention it. And maybe to the listener who's listening, thanks for that. You made our day. <laughs> yeah, it's all, all good. You can continue to feed whatever you, you want to feed. But yeah, we'll just keep paving this send way. So let's get into this subject, Pete. And this is a really fascinating one in terms of healthy muscle function for horses. And we look at our horses and focus on lameness normally when you look at muscle. But normal muscle function is sometimes overlooked in a horse and we're going to outline the ways that you can get even better performance out of your horse if you feed the muscle fibers in the right way but also train them and peter will really elaborate on this yeah brian this is pretty close to me um i'm obviously you know we've been mucking around with horses for a little while now and it's it's pretty fascinating and look some people might know some people might not know but a horse has actually got three muscle fibers and this is and this is for all for all horses in general obviously the breakup of the fibers is different for each individual horse whether it's an arabian thoroughbred but what i'll do is i'll go into each muscle fiber individually and just outline what what function and purpose each one plays so the three muscle fibers are type one you got then type 2a and then you got type 2b so they're your three I'll start with type one and what that basically is the type one muscle fiber contracts relatively slowly um, and are known as slow twitch and are engaged pretty much at, at very low speed. So that's basically as an example, the, the type of work for type one fiber would be just walking, you know, very, very easy, um, you know, not strenuous exercise. The, the type two A, these are probably the most important ones and they're, and they're pretty fascinating. So the type, the type two A muscle fibers contract pretty quickly and are known as fast twitch fibers. Uh, the type two A can generate energy aerobically and anaerobically. So that's very important, which basically means for, you know, for speed work, this is the one that you want to train the most to, to get the best out of your horse. Um, if you, if you are obviously have got, you know, have got a horse that's, that's one a bit of speed work and speed work, um, you know, it could be from, from 20 kilometers an hour sort of to 40 kilometers an hour, but that two A is pretty much the most versatile muscle fiber. Uh, and the third one is the, the type two B. So, so these ones pretty much generate energy anaerobically and that's, and that's basically without using any oxygen. And let's just touch on the racehorses. What speed do they get up to? Around sixty, I think, sixty k's an hour. Yeah, at full at full gallop, Brian, they're they're sort of from sixty even up to sort of sixty five kilometers an hour. Yeah, that's flying. So if if we're looking at our muscle structure of a horse, it's made up of nearly over forty five percent of the weight of a horse, which is even more than the bone. So focusing on muscle health is really important for performance. Yeah, Brian, and further on to that. Obviously, it's important to, to, to know how to feed that particular muscle fibre as well and how to feed for that particular um, event as well. So let's just maybe say an endurance horse, they're going to need um, a lot more sort of fat and fibre in the diet 
to fuel to fuel that particular event because obviously they're doing a lot more aerobic work, which obviously means using that that type two A muscle fiber, where you might have a, a thoroughbred as you mentioned at at full gallop. You know, for the last sort of 300, 400 meters, they'll be using majority of that type two B muscle fiber, which is dipping into those glycogen stores that are that are obviously stored there through through sugars and and starches. Yeah, they're using no oxygen to generate that power, and then that actually. And that breakdown of glycogen actually builds up that lactic acid and that's where you find out whether the horse is fit or is it going to hit that wall in those last few hundred metres. And and this is a natural adaptation for all mammals, so just going to their natural point of ability. But then when you look at how you can train these muscle fibre types, you can get them to access more oxygen which is going to result in less lactic acid. Brian I might take that one step back and, and explain the difference between aerobic um, energy and, and anaerobic energy so you know relatively speaking to you know to not complicate it is the the aerobic energy is basically a, a slow series of, of chemical reactions using oxygen and anaerobic basically is a is a fast but inefficient method used you know in the absence of of, of oxygen so it's it's a real key to know exactly what to feed which you know which muscle fiber and what we'll do is we'll go into maybe a few different examples of particular horses and what is an efficient way and what is an inefficient way to to feed those particular horses and those muscle fibers yeah nice crossover example i like to give to clients is when you're looking at swimming so if we're going to swim just 50 meters we just want all the power and normally we just take one breath in that 50 meters or even no breath so you see the olympic athletes they don't even come up for air but then when you have like a 400 meter race you're actually breathing after each stroke yeah that's very well summarized brian um we might start diving into the the nutrition aspect of these of these muscle fibers as well so i'll i'll briefly outline um you know the differences in in feeding for a particular muscle fiber so what it what it is basically it's it's the importance of of this relative to, to nutrition which each fiber can can use different energy sources as we explained so i'll start with the type type one muscle fibers these use fatty acids as the energy source by which the atp is generated so type 2a brian use both fat and and carbohydrates as well as fiber and then you've got the type 2b which which utilize carbohydrates either either through glucose or it's or it's stored form uh, which is glycogen yeah and here at sen what we're trying to do is even out this whole nutrient profile and we do this day in day out with our clients particularly the high performance ones and when you look at the typical diet that we come across it's too overloaded in carbohydrates with lacking that fiber and also that good quality fatty acids that's well said brian and you did mention fatty acids so i might explain to our listeners what they are exactly i'm sure our our switched on users know exactly what it is but maybe our new listeners that might not know so fatty acids are the are the end product of fiber digestion and free fatty acids are the, are the end product of oil digestion so what we're trying to do with that, we're trying to feed an efficient fuel for a particular muscle fiber. So basically, it's like a car that you're running on Octane 98, and you're going to get you know the best mileage, you're going to get the the most efficient power. Or if you're going to be running a you know an ethanol blend 88, you know it's 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 not going to be revving to where it needs to be. It's it's burning a lot more juice, hence it's not as efficient. So. This is, I think, this is the take-home message for for this podcast: is the you know the difference between the fatty acids and, and and obviously the free fatty acids, and what you can do is you can delay the onset of of lactic acid. You can use those glycogen stores for the very end of the event 
don't use it up too soon because that's where the horse basically hits the wall and then you know obviously the lactic acid there it starts getting a bit of pain it, it can't push through it, it it's sort of like it's coming backwards in a way it's just not an efficient way to be to be feeding yeah and what we developed was sen oil which has many other benefits as well as this calorie source that doesn't have sugar and starch so there's no lactic acid byproduct when it's burnt for fuel and the amounts you give you can give as little as 60 mils you can give up to 200 250 mils and the horse in training will use this and actually help build more muscle fibers for this type of calorie source that's well summarized brian so in effect basically the center can be used for the for the type one muscle fibers and also for the type 2a muscle fibers so that's very important obviously as i said you know to to spar those glycogen stores but the more that you give obviously the more it it, it uses it for energy and I've, i think we've seen studies up to 500 mil in america sort of per day per horse and a horse was absolutely fine so it is a very safe you know safe way to feed so if you did feed too much or, or, or sort of not enough it's not going to cause any 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 harm to the horse and what's equally important is when you do include these amounts is your training so your training has to match that oxygen state so that is burnt instead of getting into the glycogen stores with hard training back it off and get into that aerobic training because this is really complementary to a diet that is higher in fat and fiber and then what you're trying to promote is more stamina in the in the horse at the end of the day. Also, one note too, Brian. When adding an an oil into the diet, it's, it's recommended that the oil be added at least six weeks before the competition commences, and that's because you know the psychological significance of this is that it allows the type two A muscle fibers to adapt to its use and to generate ATP aerobically. Yeah, and. I think even another real-world example to relate to this is like Usain Bolt, that amazing athlete over 100 metres. He is basically going anaerobic. So he wouldn't be relying on much fat and fibre in the diet. He wants that explosive power, that sprinting sort of profile. But what we're seeing in endurance horses and even in, in the thoroughbred industry in particular, we want to promote more stamina. So we're trying to get a more even nutrient profile with less grain that has been typically fed in the past. We still use grain for that portion of the race or the portion of those endurance events. But what is more important for a horse overall physiology wise is getting that fiber fat and good quality protein levels and here at sen we really have nailed that in our whole feed program yeah that's extremely well summarized brian i'll give the the listeners an example maybe we'll, we'll you know we'll use a dressage horse we might use a thoroughbred and then we'll use an endurance horse you know to sort of show the extreme so address you know dressage horse we're mainly using the the type one and then the type two a uh, which basically means fat and fiber. So if you're like if you're competing dressage and your horse is going off its chops, you most likely have got a horse that's got too much grain in the diet. Um, you know there might be pain as well. But it's like that's a prime example of where you know the speed of contraction is very slow, the power generated is slow, and that's where a, a fat and fiber diet would just be perfect for that horse because obviously there's a lot of cantering, you know, there's a lot of trotting, there's not too much galloping probably going on with dressage horses, so. You know, if you if you tailor make your diet to be more fat heavy, more fiber heavy, those results are just going to be naturally better because you're going to have a calmer horse. You're going to have a horse that's more clear, that's not building up lactic acid where it doesn't need to be, and it's it, you know it's just working with the genetics of a horse. 
100% Peter, there's so many benefits to including more fat and fiber in the diet, especially for the dressage horse as you outlined and, and temperament is a big thing, but you're also feeding those correct muscle fiber types as we've just outlined. And that's very important. Um, let's go on to onto the thoroughbred, Brian. So thoroughbreds, obviously, they get a lot of grain and, and in our opinion and, and research that we've done, we think they get too much grain, hence I think the you know the high incidence of ulcers that are, that are in this industry, which we're trying to change, obviously promoting more roughage, more fat, more fiber. And look, the the thoroughbred has got up to 70, 75% two-way muscle fibers. And what that means is that obviously it's, um, you know, it works aerobically and anaerobically. So you, you can still have a high fiber, high fat diet for, for thoroughbreds as well as say have oats, obviously for the, you know, for the type two, for, for the type two B muscle fibers. And that diet, along with the with the senol, you know, say the grain free oats and ample roughage, almost ad lib roughage, that pretty much balances it out to, to to make it a safe diet. But you do have the the carbohydrates for the glycogen stores when you you know when you do need them in that last three four hundred meters of a race. Yeah, that's well said, Peter. Each component of the sen diet can be adjusted in terms of that individual horse's needs. Is it more of a stayer? Is it more of a sprinter? And Really, the horse will tell you at the end of the day in their performance. What we want to do is try and get the maximum ability out of them. And by feeding this way, you're matching their physiology. And then also that 2A muscle fiber type, which can be changed in training, will promote more stamina, which is just going to be a stronger horse at the end of the day. That's well said, right? And I normally give a trick question to some of the trainers, especially the new ones that we start working with. And it's exactly what you said in terms of what percentage of a 1200 metre thoroughbred race is actually using aerobic energy, and which is fat and fibre, and then obviously, you know, uh, anaerobic energy, which is which is grains. So I've only, only had one trainer that's got it right, and it's around about 80%. So if you can imagine... Uh, a sprinting race uses 80% two-way muscle fibers, which is fueled by fat and fiber. And then why are trainers all over the world overloading their horses for 20% of the muscle fibers that are, that are in a sprinting race? It is a very good question to ask. And when you do see those sprinting races, often those really good horses even settle during that race and you can see them drop their head and Get, just get into their action and they're conserving that access to the glycogen or that anaerobic energy for right at the end where they can explode and get the best performance that they can they can give and when you have that even nutrient profile it's simply by adding more good quality fat and fiber and protein you're just going to give your horse the best possible chance in any performance setting yeah well said brian and moving on to the endurance horse so these guys have got have got a lot more of the of the type 2a in the type 1 muscle fibers and obviously a lot less of the type 2b so if any of our listeners out there have got endurance horses or compete in the i think it's 160 kilometer races i think is is one of the you know long ones they go to your diet predominantly should be ad lib roughage and obviously like a grassy hay like a roads grass or, or a coxfoot or a, or a teff or something like that very heavy on 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 oil like the sand oil you know even up to 300 400 you know a, two cups you know would be absolutely safe and then obviously you know a lot of fiber whether it's the you know the grain free in in conjunction with the with the loop and pellet um and then obviously you know you can still have a little bit of oats whether it's half a kilo or, or 750 grams depending on the event that you're doing depending on the training and that and that there is 
you know, pretty much is a balanced diet where if you're feeding a commercial feed just, you know, just off the, off the shelf, which might be grain-based at 12% fiber and, I don't know, 20, 25% sugar and starch, that's a very inefficient way to be feeding an endurance horse, you know, which could be using up to 85, 90% of its energy using aerobic energy and, and you know, the grain feed that you're feeding, that's, you know, that's based for the overall diet is only fueling probably 10, 15% of the muscle fibers for your event. Yeah, that's well said. Peter, you just want to get the best result for your horse and there's a better nutrient profile. That's what we're trying to aim for in with the SEND feed program. Yeah, Brian, you're 100% right. It's very easy to get enough, you know, of those glycogen stores for, for anaerobic work because you know the anaerobic work is only towards the end of any event it's not it's not halfway through it's not sort of at the beginning it's more so towards the end but we find that a lot of the feeds that are out there you know most of them are you know are grain based so you're just feeding in a very inefficient way which then obviously can result in you know irate behavior can result in ulcers you know long term could be laminitis and all this can be avoided just basically you know making sure that yeah that you're feeding enough rubbish um, <laughs> making sure that you're feeding enough roughage obviously plenty of fiber you know plenty of you know plenty of fat and and just you know leave those grains sort of at the at the bare minimum and we can help you obviously balance that diet which you know which we do offer obviously through the through the website or even 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 consults over the phone yeah at Sen we have already done the hard work for you so you can go through with a balanced diet from our profiles, which is going to help optimize those muscle fibers. So then you don't have to think about your nutrition. You can just get on with your training, spend more time with the management of the horse and also maybe a, a few more drinks. <laughs> um, Brian, I take a message I want our, you know, our listeners to, to, to take from this podcast is that your job should be to, you know, to spar basically the glucose and the glycogen for, for anaerobic use and leave that till the very end. And what you can do is you can use the, you know, the sand oil and, and obviously the fiber source, which is say the grain feed, the loop and pellet, even hay to to delay as long as possible, you know, the glycogen sort of sparring slash stores till the very end. And it's very easy to do. And it all, you know, it all evolves around just having a balanced diet, which is right from the very beginning. And there's another point we want to try and touch on with an, our horse owner listeners is the amino acids in the diet. So when we think of muscle, people go and reach for an amino acid supplement but what we should be looking at is what is the most limiting amino acids in the diet and that's lysine and also methionine and with any properly balanced diet you're going to get sufficient amount in all your feeds and supplements you already feed without grabbing an amino paste on top so you might be saving yourself a bit of money having that whole base diet all balanced and then and having sufficient amounts of amino acids to start off with already yeah, and further on to that, like many, you know, many of our of our listeners, I'm sure, have reached out at some stage for a calming supplement, you know, like a magnesium, and that could be possibly getting caused by a horse, obviously getting too much sugar and starch, and it's it's obviously it's it's irate, it's fiery, it's not it's not focusing, it's not it's not concentrating. So, as you outlined, it's more about the nutrients and having a balanced diet, and 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 further on to that point, once the nutrients you know are absorbed, you know, pretty much it's. It's the fueling, you know, the muscle fibers that generate the movement. So contraction of the muscle fibers is fueled by chemical ATP, as I mentioned previously, and the rate of use of that ATP by the muscles depends on a rate of contraction of the muscle fibers. So muscle stores very limited amounts of ATP, and therefore, you know, mechanisms in a horse exist to generate it as needed. And that's where we're drumming on about, you know, feed the fiber, feed the oil, 
you know, type 2A are the, are the most, you know, predominant muscle fibers in a lot of these horses. So you should be feeding majority of your diet for those type 2A and the type 1 muscle fibers and, and, and only a little bit of the diet for the type 2B where we're finding it's the other way around. Like a lot of the, you know, a lot of the grain-based diets and, you know, 90, 95% of feeds out there, they have got some sort of grain in them. And if you're, you know, if you're that, that person that's feeding that feed, you know, for, for type 2A muscle fibres and, and for type 1 muscle fibres, that's not a very efficient way of feeding and you might be causing your horse problems long-term if it's done over a long enough period of time. Even what we see is a grain-based foundation, but then also roughage that is also high in sugars and starches like an oat and hay, a barley hay. It's just a double-edged sword in terms of not optimising the physiology of the horse. Yeah, and one point further on to that, I give the example of like, it's an example of like us eating McDonald's or KFC every day. When you feed a horse grain, obviously they're going to put on weight a lot quicker. It's going to be a lot harder to get them fit. So it's like us, you know, eating unhealthy food and us going to the gym or or us practising, you know, for a marathon or, or, you know, a triathlon. If we're going to eat, you know, pretty crappy food it's going to take us probably twice as long to get to get fit you know we're building unneeded inflammation in our bodies as well which obviously you know we gotta you know we gotta cope through so it's it just it makes so much more sense feeding for the physiology of the horse and obviously the event that you're you know that you're competing in and doesn't matter what event you are but majority of of these horse events do use a lot more of the type 2a aerobic energy than the type 2b anaerobic energy so that nearly wraps this whole subject up, Pete. Like we've only touched on the muscle fiber types. There's a lot there's a lot of other aspects in including the electrolyte balance and that hydration of a horse, but we've gone over that in other podcasts and, and we just focused on what fuels these fiber types in this podcast. Yeah, hopefully we haven't sort of thrown a cat amongst the pigeons and, and hopefully some of our listeners are not are not listening to this on a Friday afternoon after a Chardonnay <laughs> and just swallowed swallowed their glass after hearing uh, the information about the muscle fiber types and, and the high grain diet. So it's just to bring awareness to, to the industry. And look, some people are doing it because someone told them they maybe they didn't know that the horse has got three muscle fiber types and that each fiber type requires different nutrition. So we don't want to get too technical about it. But, but the take-home message is feed more fiber, feed more fat, feed less grain, and you're going to have a healthier horse. Yeah, that's, that's it in a nutshell. And, and we're here for the horse at the end of the day. We want them in their strongest state, both physically and mentally, and this is the way to feed if you want that. Yeah, that's well said, Brian. So if anyone is still confused, please reach out to us. Brian and I are available on the bat phone. You've got social media, email. Um, look, we're here Monday to Friday, so so anytime, please reach out if you've got any questions. Yeah, we're here to support all our horse clients, but not only that, if you don't even feed our products, just reach out if you need a question answered. We're gladly here to help people understand why they're feeding something, not just someone else did yeah there's no hard sell here and um you know even if you're not feeding our products as brian mentioned if you've learned something from this podcast it's going to be of benefit to your horse most of the time it's going to be of benefit to your wallet as well yeah that's well said all right we'll see you guys again next week thanks guys okay cheers